You look thirsty. Please have some more wine. Do not worry about it. It is a simple thing to give. And besides, you might be a member of the Tulwith Take, the fair folk. And how would I look if I weren't to at least show you some hospitality? It happened once. I've been carried dress. The fair folk were known to sort of go from cottage to cottage to check the dispositions of the cottagers. If they were given an ungracious welcome, well, bad luck would dog them for the rest of their lives. Those who were good to them, well, they may have received certain favours. Oh, that is not why I do it. I know what it is like to be alone on the road. It reminds me Morgan Apris. He was an old man, very lonely. I remember one night he was sitting by himself by his chimney only with his pipe and some Llangollen ale. Now, <laughs> the generous strength of the liquor made Morgan very light-hearted, and he began to sing. Well, at least he was under the impression he was singing. His voice was not as sweet as the ale. I, I remember, actually, a bard once commented, and you must never fall foul of bards in Wales. They have such bitter tongues. He, he likened Morgan's voice to the, the lowing of, a, of, of an old cow or the yelping of a blind dog which has lost its way to the cow yard. However, Morgan's singing at least gave himself satisfaction. And this particular evening, he was especially pleased with the harmony he was producing. Unfortunately, he was saddened by the absence of an audience. Still, he continued to sing, and just as he was coming to the climax, he heard a knock at the door. At last, he thought, someone is here to listen to me. And he sang with all the fervour he was capable of. And his top note was, in his own humble opinion, a thing of beauty and a joy forever. 
when he'd finished, he heard again the knock at the door and shouted out, What is the door for but to come in by? Come in, whoever you may be. Morgan's manners were not very polished, but the sentiment was, uh, was kind at least. And the door opened. In came three travellers. Road-stained and weary-looking. Morgan wasn't to know, but these were fairies from Cadaridris, disguised. In an attempt to see how Morgan would treat strangers, he had not a single suspicion. Good sir, said one of the travellers, we are worn and tired, but all we seek is a bite of food to put in our wallets, and then we will go on our way. Brenchach, said Morgan, is that all you want? Well, uh, look you, is the loaf and the cheese, and the knife lies by them, and you may cut what you like. Eat your heartiest and fill your wallets, for never shall it be said that Morgan Apries denied bread and cheese to strangers that came into his house. The travellers were pleasantly surprised, and did as he said, helping themselves. Morgan, determined not to fail in hospitality, sang to them. While they were eating, moistening his throat occasionally with the... Uh, Llangollen ale, of which he was so fond. The travellers, the Tilwitig, after they had filled their bellies sufficiently, got up to go. But not without saying, Good sir, we thank you for your entertainment. You have been so generous to us, and we must express our gratitude. It is in our power to grant you any wish you may have. Tell us, what would you wish? Well, indeed, said Morgan. The wish of my heart is to have a harp who will play under my fingers. No matter how ill I strike it, a harp that will play lively tunes. No melancholic music, but tunes that will that will make people dance in their hearts but surely you'll be making fun of me such a thing is not possible but it wasn't the case he'd hardly finished speaking when to his amazement on the hearth there stood the most beautiful harp he looked around but his guests had vanished. How extraordinary! I've never seen such a thing in my life, said Morgan. They must be fairies. And he was so flabbergasted that he had to drink some more Llangollen ale. The ale lessened his bewilderment, and soon he picked up the instrument had been mysteriously presented with. No sooner had his fingers 
touched the strings, the harp began to play a mad and capering tune. Just then there was a sound of footsteps, and in came his wife with some friends. They heard the strains of the harp, and they began dancing. And as long as Morgan's fingers were on the strings, they kept footing it like mad creatures. Now news of such a kind travels far and fast. And people came from all around to hear Morgan play. And every time he played his harp, anyone within earshot was impelled to dance and could not leave till Morgan stopped. Even the lame capered away and a one-legged man who visited him danced as merrily as any biped. Now one day among the company who had come to see if the stories about the harp were true was the bard who had insulted Morgan's singing so long ago. Long had Morgan dreamt of this day, and now he had the time and method to pay him back. So Morgan played, and instead of stopping as usual after the dance had been going for a few minutes, he kept on playing. He played on and on until the, all of the dancers were exhausted. And they were begging, shouting, stop. But Morgan was finding the scene much too amusing to want to stop. He laughed until his sides ached and tears were rolling down his cheeks at the antics of his visitors. In particular, the rude and offensive bard. The longer he played, the madder the dance became. The dancers spun round and round, knocking over furniture, smashing plates and crockery particularly fine bowl of his wife shattered at the pounding of the feet of the dancers. Some of them bounded up against the roof of the cottage till their heads cracked. But Morgan would not stop until the bard had broken his legs and the rest had almost been jolted to pieces. At last, his revenge was satisfied and his his mouth and head and body ached from all the laughing he had done. And he took his fingers away from the strings. This was the last time he had the opportunity to vent his spite on his enemies. The next morning, the harp had vanished, never to be seen again. You see, the fair folk, the giver of the gift, had seen what he had done with it, and they were displeased. I suppose it's a warning, really. Do not abuse the gifts of the fairies. Oh, mortal men. More wine? <laughs>